Welcome to another episode of Limbless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Rai, and I'm here with Peter Kim. Peter, welcome to the show. Hey, Vikram. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Let's just dive right into it. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. If you're a physician who's making good money, but you're feeling stuck in your current situation, or if you're tired of feeling just comfortable and are ready to pivot toward that freedom and wealth lifestyle you always wanted, then I want to introduce you to my newest program. It's called the Physician Wealth Accelerator, also known as PWA. In PWA, you're going to learn the strategies to gain more passive and active income. You'll learn how to free up 10 plus hours a week to pursue your passions and side gigs. If this resonates with you, then I want to personally invite you to join our elite community of high achieving doctors in the Physician Wealth Accelerator. This is a completely free coaching group where you'll be around other professionals in the medical field who are like you and looking to uplevel their life. You'll get access to live monthly masterclasses, live Q&As, and all of my best personal resources, as well as access my new app to help you become limitless. If you want to check it out, there will be a link in the show notes for you. Just click it and you'll be able to join this exclusive community of high-performing docs. Looking forward to connecting with you on the inside. I got to ask you a question. You've, you've created one of the most uh, impressive movements in the physician community, the passive income movement. Can you tell me more about that and how you started a company out of it? Yeah, I, I will tell you, it's not been intentional by any means. It really came out of just a, a pretty desperate place for myself. And I'll tell people I'm an anesthesiologist. And my whole goal when I went into training, you know, I grew up in a family of doctors. My whole goal was I'm going to become a doctor and then I'm going to become set, right? Set career-wise, fulfillment-wise. Uh, financially. And that was the whole goal. And I had this dream of really achieving this one job in this one city at this one hospital. And I got it like as my first job. And I was like, I'm good. I'm so set. And this is the way it's going to be. The problem is about a couple of years into, you know, that job becoming a partner, the terms changed on me. Like they changed my shifts. They changed my time, my income and all this stuff. And I felt really trapped at that point. I remember I wouldn't call it depression, but I remember saying that I was really upset by it. So I couldn't sleep. I was like, I, my wife remembers I was grinding my teeth at night. Oh my it was God. like this really <laughs> bad, stressful moment. And I remember sitting there going, this is not right. This is not what I thought it'd be. And then I started kind of having to get to that point where I was like, all right, I got to figure out what my, my ideal life is. Like, it's kind of like a reset for me. I, I thought this was it. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, they'll get to that point, whether they're in medicine or whatever job that they're in, where they kind of reach the top and they're like, wait a minute, I thought this was everything. And so that was me. And it kind of had to reset the way I thought about things. And then I realized I want freedom. Like I, I want my time because right now my time is tied to my income. You know what I mean? And so I was like, how do I get that? And I realized I wasn't going to be able to figure it out on my own. So I started looking around. I started finding docs like you, right? Docs like, you know, other people who are doing these other things. And I opened my eyes to it. I'm like, wow, people are doing all these really cool things out there. They're creating other income streams. They're finding ways to create their ideal life, like both in and outside of medicine. And so I just started like, just honestly clinging on to people like that and saying, what are you doing? So, 
Peter, yeah. uh, I mean, first of all, that's a phenomenal insight you had. I mean, and, and the thing is, a lot of people have that same insight, Peter. What's different about you and what I admire about you is you actually took action. Weren't you scared? Weren't you worried that, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an anesthesiologist. I have this safe career. Um, were, you, were you afraid to step out of that? Well, I mean, the good thing was, I will tell you that I always felt like I had that as a backup. And I think that's one of the cool things that we have as doctors. Like, you know, we have that safety net in some ways. It wasn't exactly what I wanted, but I knew I could, you know, worst case scenario, just be a doctor and I'd figure it out, but it wasn't where I wanted to be, but I had that as a backup. So it allowed me and kind of freed me up to try these other things, right? Whether it was real estate or, you know, um, going to other types of business ventures. I, I will tell you, I felt a little self-conscious about it when I started talking to people it's like a weird thing. You don't just go up to people at the hospital, like, you know, normally talking about doctor stuff or you know, how was your weekend, talk about sports. But I was like, hey, I, I, I noticed that on your Facebook page, you mentioned something about your apartment building or something like that. I was like, what's, what's that about? And I was a little bit, I don't, I don't know. I didn't know these people that well, but I started asking. And honestly, I was so, so surprised. I mean, people actually love talking about that stuff more, I think, right? Like, like I, I guess doc, yes, nobody wants to talk I, about I doctor well. stuff. Like you want to talk about all the cool things you're doing outside of medicine, the cool places you travel, the, 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 the cool ventures you're part of. And also people started talking. I was like, holy cow, like there's this whole world that, you know, I need to be part of. And that's just really kind of how this all kind of started just from there. And fast forward, like you said, I think uh, in our, in our conversations in the green room, you're saying five years ago is when you had this idea or insight, Hey, I want to create this community, this uh, tribe, this, uh, you know, group of like-minded, you know, forward thinking physicians. And that was called, I guess, PIMD passive um, income, you know, MD. And now five years later, where are you now? And um, you know, what's the new mission for, for you, for yourself and for your company? (laughs) I mean, it's constantly evolving. I will tell you, it's not passive income MD didn't just like sprout out of the ground. You know, it's kind of, I started just investing right after that. I took the leap. I started investing, started um, honestly finding those streams of income. It was, it was just really freeing. It was like, it just felt good. And I felt more in control and it just gave me some hope. Right. And, and then I started just telling everybody, you know, I'm one of those people, you're probably one of those people where you just like find something and you're like, I, I got to share it with everybody just to tell them what's going on. Eventually I started sharing with enough people. Some people are like, Hey, why don't you put it online? And so I decided just on a whim to start a blog. And the whole focus was for me at that time, and it still is, is how do you create like income streams where it's not tied to your time, right? That will Mm. free you up financially, free up your time, free up your life. And really that's through something called passive income. Now there's obviously range of that. Some is more passive than other, but just that concept. And so I started a blog called Passive Income MD. It kind of took off somehow. I don't even know how it really got out there, but I guess when you put out good content or, yeah. you know, maybe it struck a nerve and it was the timing oh, yeah. and, and, and that's what I happened. Think you, and it started I think growing. you tapped into a vein, Peter. I mean, physicians have been looking for that. And, you know, like if I could ask you, you know, you've spoken to probably hundreds of hundreds of physicians, maybe even thousands. What do you think is the number one pain point for doctors right now? And what's holding them back from the freedom we're all chasing? Yeah. I mean, the, the number one pain point is that uh, my opinion is that lack of control, right? Hmm. I, I think for a lot of people, they feel trapped. And so it really changes the perspective on their life and our medicine. Cause I mean, I, I tell people like, you know, what's the difference between like a hobby and a job, right? Cause it could be the exact same thing. I mean, it really could be, you could be doing the exact same thing, 
but it's just your perspective on it. You know, are you, in, you know, are you in control of it? Are you doing it because you're passionate about it or you feel forced to do it to really put food on the table for your family, right? And so the solution to that, in my opinion, is take what you love. And for many people, that's still medicine. In fact, it was medicine, which is why we spend so much time and energy and effort on it, but make it a hobby, right? Make it something you can do because you really enjoy it and you can shape it and do it when you want. I mean, I'm, 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 I love golf, right? I mean, I love golf and that's like my way to fill my cup or this kind of thing. But what if I had to do it every single day and my family would live or die based on every swing that I made? It probably wouldn't feel the same, right? And I think that's what happened to, you know, in medicine for a lot of people. And so again, the, the solution to that, in my opinion, to a lot of that is figuring out how to create other streams of income so that you can choose to do that how you want. And that's really been a focus and goal of mine. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Love the mission. Love your enthusiasm. Love your sincerity. Um, tell me about uh, sort of, you know, I get this from a lot of doctors who come to me and say, hey, you know, what? I want to do the side hustle, but like, I don't know where to start or, you know, what, what's, what, what do I need to do on this, you know, while I'm doing my main job? Because I'm scared to leave my main job. So if you could give our listeners, you know, like, I don't know, what's the number one or two top side hustles, you know, for doctors or where you'd want them to get started, maybe. I mean, I'm really lucky because I've like failed at so many things in my life. It's kind of weird because most doctors have not. I mean, they've just been the cream of the crop and everything they've done. Um, but I've had setbacks, like even on my medical journey, like, I mean, there was a point when I was like waitlisted from medical schools. So I had to spend another year doing, you know, research and doing things like that. And of course that was a huge shatter to, you know, it shattered my ego, it shattered <laughs> everything, but I was able to kind of get past that. And there are other points like that where I wanted something, it didn't happen. I had to figure out some other way around it. And then when I look back, I'm like, man, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Right. Mm. And having those failures right? Having these other side hustles. I mean, I tried, I did a bunch of side hustles, even during med school. I tell people about it, even during med school, I was hustling. I mean, yeah. I would like, you know, I would buy and sell like tickets, like, like, like <laughs> concert tickets and, and game tickets. I tell people about that all the time. I don't know yeah. why I started, I was into it. And the reason it started was that, you know, I would try, I wanted to go to a, a game or I wanted to go to a concert and I didn't have money for it in med school. None of us did. And I was dating my now wife at that time. I wanted to take her to, uh, you know, like a concert. And uh, I think it was like John May or something like that back then, whatever it was, I didn't have money. So what I would do is I'd buy a couple extra tickets, like just on my credit card. And then I would sell a bunch to, to fund it. Right. And there that was is. a little, that was a little thing inside to be like, Hey, there are ways if you're inventive, you're, you're to be creative, to, to make income. And that's what I started doing. I started doing those type of ventures. I started just kind of doing stuff within the med school to help and whatever it was teaching there. Um, and so that kind of gave me the fuel to say, Hey, there are other ways to create income, to try different things. And so today I know a lot of physicians are thinking about, you know, again, how do I create those other income streams, whether they're active or they're passive, right? It doesn't matter either way. They're making money outside of it. So they can, again, decide how much they want to work clinically. Um, some of the easiest things are, I wouldn't say the easiest, sorry. The things that most people tend to do and find success with that I found, I mean, real estate investing is definitely one of them. I mean, yeah. the reason why is that, you know, so many of us have capital. I mean, we make money, right? I mean, that's one of the greatest benefits of being a high income earner. We make money and we're able to take that income and then really plant it somewhere else. So that it creates more income. And that's one of the things we have as doctors and high income professionals, we have the opportunity to do that. And real estate investing happens to be one of those places where you can invest your money and have it continue to create cash flow for you, like somewhere down the line. And so I've seen so many physicians do that. That's why I started with that in a meaningful way when I saw other doctors doing that. 
um, you know, whether it's owning your own rental properties, investing in other people's deals, there are many opportunities there. I mean, that's one in terms of a side hustle. I mean, then there are other side hustles, like, you know, there are physicians doing, you know, um, you know, expert witness reviews. And I've seen a lot of physicians do that and do really well because it's taking what they already know. They have expertise in it. And all that they're doing now is applying it in like a different setting. Now, I know many people don't like being on the, um, you know, they like to be on the defense, right? Versus the accuser there. Now that's what they'll right. often do. And so there's ways to do that and utilize their expertise already in that area as well. Then there are physicians who do, you know, smaller stuff like medical surveys, you know, there are ways to get involved in some of that. I know some people create some income through that and maybe some of them also, you know, start small businesses and things like that. But the, the way that I've seen again and again, that I talk about the most again is through real estate investing. And that's where I've yeah. seen time and time again, physicians do well. You know, I, I always say this quote that, you know, uh, for the last 5,000 years, it's the most powerful wealth creation vehicle on the planet. And I, you know, I totally agree. Uh, you know, start passive first. And if the bug bites you, you know, consider mm -hmm. active, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a good first step for physicians. Would you, would you agree? Yeah. I mean, again, it's, there's not the only way to do it. I know there are a lot yeah. of physicians who have invested using the stock market and, and, and done yeah. well there too. Um, but I just think like, I've just seen it again and again where yeah. physicians can create, I mean, honestly, it's what's amounts to generational wealth, right. Yeah. Without having to become professionals in it and, you know, using, yeah, utilizing their exclusive, time. right. Exactly. Yeah. There are, there are ways to do it. I've seen other doctors do it. And that's what gave me the confidence to do it. And that's why I share so many stories about doctors like you, doctors, like other people um, being successful in that. And if they can do it, if I can do it, why can't, you know, others follow and, and do it as well. So, so Peter here, I'm going to switch, switch gears here a little bit, you know, and this is something because I know we have a lot of, you know, younger doctors on the, on the podcast listing as well, but what advice would you give a smart medical resident or a fellow about to enter the real world? You know, uh, and what advice should they ignore? Maybe. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's, that's a great question. Um, you know, if there's one thing I, I wished I did, of course, was really, you know, work on financial literacy, like early on. I mean, it's, it's kind of the way the real world works for most of us. We think the real world, just us going in and just being the best doctor we can be. And that's part of it, but let's be honest. The other part of that is how we live our lives what kind of lifestyles we have with our families. Can we support our family? You know, these kind of things. Honestly, at the end of the day, if you cannot control that part of your life, it doesn't matter what you do in the hospital. Like you're going to be miserable there. You won't be stressed. That actually, you know, translates to, in my opinion, you know, it, it trickles down to patient care, right? If your doctor is not in a good position themselves, financially, mentally, emotionally, that actually, you know, I think it hurts the patient at the end of the day. So for me, that whole financial literacy is, is like hand in hand with medicine. In fact, in some ways, it's more important to be good at that, right? To have that secure, to understand that part, how to create, you know, uh, security there, how to create financial independence there, you know, so that ultimately you can do what you want on the medical side. So that's probably the number one advice I talk to. There's so many great resources for that now, not just my site, but there are other great resources out there, books for people trying to improve the financial literacy early on. The earlier you start, the better. That's uh, number one. What, what would they not do? Um, yeah. <laughs> what they shouldn't do is- or, What advice should they medicine. ignore? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, th I think the, the advice that they should ignore and the one I had to ignore was just be a doctor. Like, mm. like there are going to be people telling you when you're like looking into these other ventures, 
like, you know, into real estate or this kind of thing, people say, look, just be a doctor. You're going to be fine. And those are the people, in my opinion, number one, they're usually, uh, I would say, at a different place in life in medicine. They probably, you know, had the practices back in the 80s, 90s, and they come up with differently. But in today's age, in my opinion, you're setting yourself up for a bad situation five, 10 years down the line. When I ask doctors all the time, do you think your life will be better as a doctor in terms of autonomy, financially, emotionally, whatever, five years down the line, 10 years down the line, how's it going to be? Almost every single person says it's going to be worse than it is today, right? And that's just the trajectory we're going. I don't think anybody needs to tell you that. Like with everything going on politically, regulatory, the way medicine is going, we're putting ourselves in a hole if right now we're not preparing for that. And so that's really what motivated me, to be honest with you, to get started with a lot of this stuff. I mean, you mentioned fear, like I'm messing up. There's definitely the fear of failure there that I was like worried about, like, oh man, what if I lose this money or what if I make a bad move? But what actually motivated me more was like, what if I did nothing? Like if I did nothing, what's my life going to look like in five, 10 years? And I was like, holy cow, if I do nothing, I'm going to be guaranteed to be in a worse spot. I'm going to mm. be in a place worse than, and I'm going to wish I had started you know, earlier. And so that's what really motivates me now today. And that's what I tell people in terms of advice. Don't listen to people who say, just be a doctor. You're going to be fine. You're going to get taken care of. You're going to do well. I don't believe that anymore. I think it's actually critical to create your own security. During the COVID crisis, uh, Peter, you really stepped up as a leader in our physician community and um, you really, you know, uh, wanted to help physicians. What made you do that? What were you worried about? Or what were physicians complaining to you during the COVID crisis? And what was the big wake up call that everyone was talking about? Yeah, I mean, I think you were right there, you know, in it with me and, and you were doing the same. And I think it was that we saw so many doctors uh, really hit the wall. I mean, we all thought, I mean, a lot of people thought it was truly secure to be a physician. And like, at least we had the financial security, at least we had the job security, right? But what happened during COVID, oh, the rules changed. So many things happened that were obviously not predictable. There are so many physicians I know that lost their job, lost their position, were put on furlough. Income-wise, we're, we're you know, put in a much worse situation. And none of that was in their control. And I've talked about it for a while where I said, you know, financial security medicine is a myth. I used to say that. I, I put it out there. In fact, I put an article out there one time and just people <laughs> blasted me on yeah. Doximity saying, oh, you're ridiculous. That's the one place where, you know, demand will always be there. You don't have to worry and blah, blah, blah. And then what happened during COVID, right? I was also part of that where I got, my group came in and told me, guys, for the next couple of months, just so you know, we're all going to get, you're all going to get paid 30% less. And so that oh, was wow. it, right? And, but we still had our you know, obligations and our families. And I understand that's the way the world worked and things were going crazy, but it doesn't feel good. And so during COVID, a lot of people were also down and obviously it was stressful and nobody knew what was going on. Morale was probably at an all-time low in terms of the physician world. Um, it was scary. I mean, I was scared too. I go to the hospital, you get gowned up and you know, uh, these suits and you come back and you, you don't, your kid like wants to come hug you. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah. don't touch me. And you didn't know whether you should be sleeping in yeah, a they go de decontaminate, right? I know. Yeah. I, I didn't know whether I should be sleeping in a hotel for this. Time. I mean, it just didn't feel good and felt really isolated from the world and from family and communities and, and all this stuff. And during this time, I remember going to my community, I have a Facebook group and I went to them. And I said, what's the number one thing I can do for you right now and support you. And it wasn't like I had these great ideas and what they did overwhelmingly, they said, we want to figure out how to get control back. We want to figure out how to create other income streams outside of medicine so that we're not like, you know, beholden to this in case this goes on for a while, in case this happens again. And I was like, oh, I mean, I know people 
I know people who have done this. I mean, that's the one thing I, I think I have as a strength is I've been connected to a lot of great people like yourself and all these other people who are doing really cool things outside of medicine. And so I just brought those stories together to people. And it's just amazing to see how much it resonated with people, created an impact. And I feel like in some ways it started like some sort of mini movement of physicians really trying to get out there and take back control, right? Try different things. And so many people have launched businesses during that time, right? Coaching careers, uh, you know, started investing in real estate. And I feel like, you know, in some way, if I, you know, participate in that was part of that journey, then that's like super exciting for me. Yeah, Peter, I would say that COVID was, you know, for some people, it was essentially a blip and then as business as usual. But for, I would say, I don't know, 10 to 20%, maybe 25% of physicians out there, it was the great reformation. They just, aha ideas. Mm -hmm. I, I think so many physicians wrote books during that time. I have physicians, you know, starting companies. Um, yeah. They've launched, you know, uh, verticals. They've invested in real estate and stocks and options and crypto. And, and you know, they've just sort of showed the horsepower of, a, of, of what the physician community can do. And it's all for being humanity positive and really trying to advance, you know, all mm -hmm. these good causes. And, you know, thank you again for uh, being a leader in that, in that movement. But, you know, I want to ask you, like, it seems like you've had a tremendous amount of success throughout your life, but obviously you've had some setbacks earlier on. What would you say is a failure or a parent failure that really set you up for a later success? And uh, do you, and if, if I could have a, a secondary to that, do you have a favorite failure of yours? <laughs> um, I mean, I like to talk about it all the time. I, I failed quite a bit. I mean, I failed like, you know, trying to get into med school. I failed trying to get into residency initially. <laughs> I don't even talk about a lot of this, right? And, you know, obviously with some of my, I uh, started an early business that, you know, it's still going, but it never did great. Um, I, you know, I've, I've, I've tried a bunch of different things, right? Um, but each time I look back and I'm like, oh, I, wow. I mean, it bruised my ego, <laughs> um, but it made me, I'm honestly a lot more empathetic too. I mean, it made me so empathetic to people who are trying things and, and trying to struggle and, you know, making mistakes and doing well. I mean, I've messed up in my businesses so many times. There are, you know, numerous times where I've had marketing issues, right? <laughs> I've put out like, you know, big, the most embarrassing things are like, you know, I write something, I put it out to the world and there's a big honking typo in the top, right? <laughs> and I'm so embarrassed. I mean, there's so many moments like that. Even at my first conference, I don't even tell people that first conference, we had 10,000 people, you know, participate. And it was amazing. I was running it on like, you know, I was running on fumes. I remember trying to just do something and, and try to fix things, make it better. I clicked one button, the whole conference shut off for about an oh, hour, wow. hour and a half. And <laughs> people were emailing me and going crazy. And I just pushed the button. And I was just like, I can't believe I did this. I mean, there's so many mistakes that I've made, especially with hiring yeah. with people. I mean, yeah. again, you name it in terms of like making mistakes in business making mistakes in life, making mistakes as a father. I mean, I just made so many mistakes, but each time I've realized that, hey, you've got to learn from these things. You pick yourself up, everyone does it, and you just try to be better, right? You try to optimize, you try to get better, learn from those. And then you look back and realize, man, those things in some ways were some of the best things that have happened to me. And I can use those as fuel to kind of continue to move forward. So in terms of a favorite failure, <laughs> um, I think my favorite failure is not matching into the residency that I wanted. Like, uh, I'll just tell people I wanted to be a surgeon and be wanted to be a urologist. I talk about it and it didn't happen. And it led me to go down the path of ultimately going into anesthesia. And it was another passion that I loved and I decided to go into it. Now, looking back, 
It was the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I love, I mean, I love the field of anesthesia, especially OB yeah. anesthesia, but honestly, it gave me the time yes. to be able to do all these other ventures. It's so cool. I mean, you know, I had my time in medicine. I had my time where I was able to do all these other ventures. And it's honestly allowed me to meet so many different people within the hospital. Anesthesia, I'll just meet everybody in the hospital. So yeah, the, the, I create the ultimate amazing, connectors, right? Yeah, we're the ultimate connectors, right? People joke about also, you know, they have time to think about other ventures and stuff like that. <laughs> do? We shut off. Right. I leave the hospital. I'm done. I don't need to think about anything else. And it's allowed me to create that life where I've been able to do medicine, business, investing, and all these type of things. So uh, I'm now I'm a lot more comfortable talking about it. But for a while, honestly, I carried around this like a lot of shame and uh, it bruised my ego. But uh, and now looking back on it, it's one of the best things that's ever happened to me. That's awesome, man. I love your resilient mindset and spirit. Um, obviously, you've done a lot of work on all that. Um, I know books have been part of your journey. Tell me maybe the, not the books you've read, but maybe what are the ones you actually want to give out as a gift? Or what are the ones that, hey, man, I need you to read this? Like, what would you say the top one or two books that you've given as a gift or you've highly recommended several times over and over and over? <laughs> yeah, I mean, these these books continue to change as I kind of you know, read new ones and they make yeah. big impact in my life. Obviously one of the biggest ones is Rich Dad, Poor Dad, a lot of real estate. It's the book that launched hundreds of thousands of real estate investor careers. Yeah. It's the book that really kind of in a story, you know, really conveyed to me what my life was, what I was doing wrong in terms of making it all about time and money and trying to work yeah. my way to a good life. And it really unlinked that and opened the eyes you know, my eyes to that and that follow up book with the cash flow quadrant and trying to understand where I need to be an investor, where I need to make my money work for me to create that freedom. Those two books have really just obviously mindset wise were huge changes for me. Um, and, 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 you know, obviously to, to this day, I still give those books out to people. Um, one of the more recent books that I've read is um, Atomic Habits. I, I freaking love this book Ooh. called Atomic Habits. This book <laughs> is just also mind blowing. It's about creating, you know, how to make these little changes in your life that have huge impact for you. And whenever I read that book, every chapter is like full of these amazing nuggets. And if you can kind of apply just like, you know, 1% of what that book says, like on a daily basis or whatever it might be, um, it, it's really revolutionized the way I think about, you know, the things I do. Because a lot of things that I do, I just thought like, that's me. Or that's just the way it is. What I didn't realize is that I created those habits. I created mm. those things were, that were causing issues in my life in a lot of ways. And so if I can go back and figure out how not to do those things, you know, maybe my life or it would look differently in, you know, in terms of productivity, in terms of even my relationships, you know, all these type of things. And so that book has been really um, fundamental for me, you know, in terms of like helping me change uh, in my path for the last year or so. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, I love the, all those books and they've made a deep impact on my life as well. I'm glad you brought them up. So Limitless Tribe, you know, the, all, all of that will be in the show notes. Please, uh, you know, if you take a moment and read those books if you haven't. And I want to leave uh, the listeners with just the last two, two, two points and then we'll wrap up here. The, this, this, this question is because I, I want tangible advice for the people who listen, listen to our podcast, these, these doctors and these high performers, they want to know exactly what to do here. So financial freedom wise, break it down into three simple steps. Like these guys are starting to do some of it, but they're like, all right, I've done like the basic stuff. I've been, I saved some money. I'm, I, I have a good job. I'm investing in the stock market. Now what? Well, I mean, I think, I think it, you know, this whole journey to financial freedom 
Like, I mean, there's probably a bunch of different steps. Let me try to distill it into like three steps, right? To make it easy. Number one, you've got to start with where you want to be. You got to set your goals, right? I think a lot of people actually start on this, but they're not really super crystal clear on the goal. So it's like kind of running towards a finish line, but you don't really know where the finish line is. And so when you're trying to get there, you don't even know what direction to head in unless you know where your end goal is. And so I tell people, like when people start talking to me about this, I kind of like back, I say, back up. Let's let's figure Mm -hmm. out what you exactly want, right? What is your ideal life? look like? And let's start from there. How do you want to spend your time? With who do you want to spend your time? (laughs) How much income do you want? Not only from your job, but maybe from all your other income sources. Let's get crystal clear and specific on this. Is it going to be $20,000 a month, 10,000, 30,000, 50,000, whatever it might be, right? Like this is the limitless podcast. Don't let's not put limits on this. Let's think in terms of (laughs) without, you know, limitations, what would you want in your life in terms of your goal? Would you want to travel more? Would you want to do these kind of things? And I tell people, put this down on paper. Let's start Mm -hmm. with that, right? Get them in the right mindset to get there, right? Clarity, okay, got it. Clarity on your goal and where you want to go to is absolutely key, right? Because you know which direction to run. But just like anything else, like a whole map, I tell people, you know, if you want to know where to get to a certain point, you need to know where you're going, but you also need to know where you're at. And you need to do a great assessment of where you're currently at and what you have in terms of resources and skill sets and start there. So I tell people, do a financial like audit of yourself. Mm, like okay. a lot of people have not done this. What does your spending look like? What are your expenses? What are the assets you have? You know, uh, what are your current income sources? Because I've I've had a situation where somebody was like, you know, they're working, they're taking call, they're doing all these things on weekends. And, you know, they had a lot more money than they thought they did. And they're like, wow, I don't need to pick up all that extra call and time. But they just like internally, they felt they needed to without actually having a real reason why. And so once they kind of looked at their current situation, they're like, whoa, <laughs> I'm actually doing a lot better than I thought. Right. And so they were able to cut back and really reshape their life. So some people start, you know, figure out where you're at. You know, what, what are your current, you know, your way you're spending your time, who you're spending your time with, do that inventory of, of what your resources are currently. So then now you have where you're starting, where you want to be. And then after that, maybe I can do one or maybe two more steps. Yeah. Um, you got to educate yourself and execute really quickly. Meaning you got to just get, you know, in front of as many resources as possible. You got to start talking to as many people. You got to be start listening to podcasts, take courses, go to conferences, you know, leverage that little time that you have and really maximize that by educating yourself and being around the right people, right? And then you got to follow that up quickly by executing. Without action, like none of this momentum starts taking place because we've all been in that situation where we thought about something, we heard something we're like, oh, it's amazing. And then we just sat on it, it just dies. And so I've learned that once you are in that state of excited, like energy is there, you've educated yourself, you've got some plans, you've got to take action really, really quickly, even if it's a small step, commit yourself to it and make it happen. And then ultimately after that, you've got to figure out like, is that action working well, right? You got to of course correct a little bit and figure that along the way. And then the last step, again, I don't even know how many steps this is, we've lost count, (laughs) is it's to surround yourself with the right people. Yes. You've got, I mean, that's something that being close to you, being close to a lot of other people like this who are just striving for more, like that's what you're, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, that's probably why you're at, you know, on this podcast because you want more. Surrounding yourself with people like that is going to change the way you think about this, what's possible. It's going to change the, the actions you take because, you know, other people, you all rub off on each other. Other people are doing more. You're going to want to do more as well. Give more, be more, these kind of things. And so you got to find that right community where you're in the room and you're like, wow, these people are doing amazing stuff. You never want to be in that room and be like, hey, I'm 
I'm, I'm, I'm doing the most stuff out of anybody here. You know what I mean? And you know, uh, there's really nobody to learn from. So that's just join the right community. There it is, guys. This is the, this is it. It's, it's not three, but it's five. So uh, we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll, we'll I lost five. count, but yeah, it, it, it's, uh, I mean, he, he breaks it down guys. Dr. Peter Kim breaks it down for you guys. So, so pay attention, absolute clarity, figure out exactly where you are. I mean, where do you want to go? Figure out your goals. Number two, do a financial audit, he says. So figure out how much money you currently have, how much income, how many streams, your time commitments, all of that. Educate yourself, right? Get the conferences, the books, the, the leadership, whatever you need. And then get while you're excited, take that rapid execution and action and course correct along the way. And then finally, it's all about peer group and environment, right? Mm-hmm. Peer group and environment. And you know, and, and, you know, there's two phrases I like to live by, and I, I'm sure Peter all would agree with me, success loves speed. But from what I'm hearing from Peter, success is contagious. So being mm-hmm. around successful people, it, it will rub off on you. So, wow, bro. Very good. Very good. Awesome. Awesome information. And um, if, if you had to send the, uh, before I let them know how, how they can find you and, and anything that, um, especially the LGA that you're all, uh, offering for the, co- uh, the communities out there. If you could send one text message out to billions of people and it would be on every single person's cell phone, what message would you, would you want the world to hear? <laughs> that is a great question. Um, what would I want people to hear? Um, you know, I, I live by this mantra and it's so cliche, but I say life is short, you know, make it how you want. That's just really what I tell people. I mean, this yeah. is how I've lived my life now. I mean, I've realized like life is short. Make it how you want. Like if you're not living yes. your ideal life, make it make it happen, right? Um, I, I, you know, we've all seen too much. Like we were, yes. we're in medical field. We see things happen every day. We've become yeah. kind of callous to it. But that's somebody's life that just, you know, something happened, right? We, we have, nothing's guaranteed. And so, you know, the best we can do is, is make the most of the, t- the short time we have. Again, it sounds so cliche saying it. But, you know, so every true, day, man. take that step because you never know what's going to happen. And so that's kind of how I live my life now. Awesome, man. Well, what a way to end the, end the, end the podcast here. So, Peter, uh, how do they get to know about you more? I'm sure they want to learn about all the things you're offering and uh, get onto your blogs and your websites and all that. What's the best way? Um, all right. Yeah, my, you can find me on social media, you know, at Dr. Peter Kim um, on different channels. I'm, um, you know, we have our, our main website, passiveincomemd.com. That's probably the center spoke of everything where you can find out about my podcast, Passive Income MD podcast. You can find out about our courses, our communities for physicians, passive income docs. Yeah, we're just doing a lot of different things. Whatever, you know, we found that people need, we try to provide a community around that. So if that's something you're looking for, definitely head over to passiveincomemd.com. You'll find us and um, yeah, hopefully we can serve you and support you in any way we can. That's awesome. And you're having a summit right now, right? Going on? Yeah, it's called the Leverage and Growth Summit. You know, you've been uh, gracious enough to be part of that in the past. It, it's a summit where we just talk about doctors, share stories of doctors doing like phenomenal things, starting businesses, investing, you know, coaching, whatever it might be that they're really shaping their ideal lives. And honestly, leveraging a lot of the things that they've already learned in medicine, you know, the skill set, you know, the ambition, taking all that and, and really you know, channeling it into something else that really helps them create their ideal life, make impacts on, you know, make an impact on thousands. So that's awesome. How do they, how do they, is that through your website? Oh, no, that's just the leverage, sorry, leverage and growth. So leverage and growth.com. 
So that's okay, easier to find the summit. Com. Wow, good. Yeah, that's we a great that website you bought there, my friend. Yeah, man, we do it. We do it once a year, a big summit. Yeah, and uh, we'd love for people to be part of that and enjoy that. Guys, there you have it. Thank you, Peter. Love, love all the information you share with our tribe. And as we wrap up here, uh, thank you again for listening to the Limitless MD podcast. And until next time, be phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.